0: Let's pray. Let us pray together. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we praise you for gathering us here in your name as your people. And Lord, we just say you have a lot of good stuff for us, for our lives. You desire us to flourish, to experience true life in Jesus Christ. So, Lord, this evening we ask um, that you would take us a step forward to experience true life in you by your Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're in a series called Walking in the Spirit, or Walking in Step with the Spirit, and um, on Sundays during Lent we're focusing on sort of the Holy Spirit's day-to-day involvement with discipleship, how we, how we engage with the Holy Spirit in, in our worship and in our disciplines and things like that. And on Wednesdays, we're looking at the fruit of the Holy Spirit. uh, The fruit that the Spirit produces in us uh, to better us and to better our witness as Christians as we share the love of God with the world around us and proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. So this week, I get to talk about patience. It's ironic. Because I don't think I'm, I'm one of the best people at being patient, at displaying that fruit. And um, I've often been impatient myself. A couple examples. Um, I have a hard time saving up money to buy something. If the money's in the account, in the account, guess what? I want to just go buy it, right? How many of you know people like that? Um, I often, uh, I rushed into ideas or dreams or desires that I have uh, without the wisdom that comes with patience. Sometimes, sometimes the best thing to do if you have a good idea is just to wait and stew on it a little bit, right? Especially in ministry, there are things that I desire for the future that, that I need to be patient about. I, I, I'm not supposed to grab hold of those things, necessarily. And as a dreamer, um, always kind of looking forward to what the future holds for my life, for, for the church, um, for the kingdom of God on earth, um, I get really excited about that, and I often forget to think about and notice what is right now, today. It's easy for me to live in the future sometimes. And I think that kind of runs rampant in our culture. Uh, we kind of want the blessing of tomorrow without having to wait for it, right? Uh, we want, sometimes we want the, the benefit of tomorrow without working for it today, and that's a mentality issue. Um, sometimes there's really good stuff that God has for us, and we just aren't patient enough to wait and see what that is. So patience is a fruit of the Spirit. And since we haven't read the text out of Galatians yet, we um, did that earlier, and I'm going to reread a couple pieces of that Galatians 5 text. You're welcome to read along in, in, a, in a Bible. There's in the pew in front of you, this is Galatians 5. Um, or you can just listen, because I'm going to skip over some stuff too. So Paul writes this, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly. And then Paul goes on to talk about this freedom that comes through walking in the Spirit and that our walk in the Spirit is not meant to be characterized by all these other sinful desires of the flesh that he lists off. Like these are almost like symptoms of a broken culture that he's listing off. And being in Christ means we, we get saved from that. We get transformed into something better. So he lists all these things, these negative things, these sinful desires, and then he contrasts them to what it does look like to walk in the Spirit, what godliness looks like. And he says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit." Now, nobody's perfect, and as you saw that list read earlier of those sinful desires, I'm sure every one of us could relate to at least one. We don't become perfect overnight when we follow Jesus Christ. But just remember that there's grace. If if there's evidence of sinful desires in your life, that doesn't mean there's no evidence of the fruit. And that doesn't mean that God is not working in you. Um, The the fancy seminarian word is called sanctification. Sanctification. We become more like Christ. We become holy. We become sanctified. But that's a process that takes our whole lives. So there's grace and forgiveness if you struggle with those things. So I don't want you to feel, feel like this, this conversation about the fruit doesn't apply to you if you have struggles with sin. We all do. I do too. And rarely does one become sin-free overnight. That's just not the case. But Jesus works with us and in us and through us to free us from those things. So if, if we are struggling, there's hope. There's hope in Jesus Christ that we can find freedom and have those chains loosed. So walking in the Spirit means that we have access to all of this fruit. And the same Holy Spirit gives all the fruit. It doesn't mean you only get one of them. It doesn't mean you get three or four of them. And it doesn't mean they go bad, like the fruit on my countertop does. It means the result of the Spirit being in us and growing us and changing our lives for the sake of grace, for the sake of this mission that we're called to, for the sake of the Gospels, that's going to produce fruit. And the world is supposed to see fruit. I got to go to a a, a camping ministry conference a few years back out in northwest Iowa at Inspiration Hills. And um, I don't know if you've been there, Chris, but there's this trail out on the northwest part of camp, and there's this random apple tree out there that somebody planted years ago. And I'm sure there's a story behind it, but this tree was loaded with fruit. And the staff from Riverside, uh, we got some bags and we filled up those bags and we took apples back because they were some of the best apples we'd ever tasted. We saw the fruit and we were attracted to the fruit and the fruit of the Spirit is the same in our lives. People will see the fruit and they'll be attracted to the fruit. Um, This isn't something that we're supposed to hide. Um, This isn't something that we just play up for one part of our life or another and it's not something that we are ever called to lay down. If the Spirit is working fruit in us, Show people the fruit. That's part of our witness as the people of God. So, patience also applies to community. That's the theme I think that comes with our Romans text this evening, Romans 12. So, I'm going to reread a little bit of that. It says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Don't be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Skip down to verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. All of these things have to do with how we relate with other people. And that's really what fruit is about too. Because every relationship we have, we have an opportunity to to show fruit, to bear fruit. So if we are going to live this way that Paul encourages us to do, We're going to need patience, right? How many of you never get impatient with another human being? Just Chris. All right. Chris is going to lead us in prayer later. (laughs) Um, uh, Of course. Every, Every time we involve our lives with other humans, there's other wills involved. There's other personalities and wirings, and everybody is different and unique, and God created us that way. If we're going to have sincere love for those people, for the people sitting around us today, for our own family, that's going to require patience. If we're going to be devoted to one another, that means that we're uh, we're not thinking just about our own agendas. We're actually going to put somebody else's needs in the forefront, and that's going to take patience. If we're going to practice hospitality, making somebody feel welcomed and loved and included. That's going to involve patience because it's not going to be easy to welcome and love and include everybody. Living at peace with everyone requires patience. What I think this boils down to is patience is like, it's like the opposite of being reactive. If something happens in your life and you react with anger or you react with frustration or you react with sadness, patience is kind of the opposite to that. Not that we can totally get out of those other emotions but if we react to something or someone you know, with anger, only patience will help us respond with love. If we are laughed at for being followers of Jesus Christ, patience is what allows us to focus on God and remain faithful and joy-filled rather than being reactive to the circumstances. If we are to be devoted to others uh, rather than just our own interests, patience is the fruit that makes this possible. I think patience to me is in the moment, is what allows me to not speak often. It's what allows me to breathe, to cool down, especially when I have little kids. I need, I need to take moments to not say anything and not react. It's just the reality. So this is how we are called to interact with people in the church and with people in the world. We need this fruit to have solid relationships in Christ, and we need this fruit to, to really be a faithful witness to who God is in the world around us. So walking in the Spirit means that we are patient with one another. Patience goes hand in hand with humility. It goes hand in hand with proclaiming the gospel, with love, all of which Christ desires his followers to be a part of. And then finally, our Philippians text. Patience really also, for me, is is an exercise on God's timing. Not everything that's ever going to be has been revealed to us. And it definitely hasn't been revealed to me. God's timing and God's future revelations of things for my life and the life of my wife and the life of this congregation, the life of the church throughout the world, there's a whole lot of things we don't know. So Philippians says this Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I think one of the hardest things to do when we actively put our lives in Christ's hands is to be patient because it means we don't know what the future holds. It means that it's an act of faith to trust somebody else with your future plans That doesn't mean we don't have wisdom by which to make good decisions. That doesn't mean we don't have other people in our lives that we've been entrusted to, that we look out for them and and make plans for them as well. But in the big picture, if we're going to be following Jesus Christ, we're not always going to know where Jesus is leading us. Often we don't know where God is leading us until we get there, or, or close, and sometimes we get there and we still haven't realized where God has led us. And that requires patience. But this is the faith and the fruit that the Holy Spirit wants to instill in us. I think these things become easier as we practice patience. Galatians 6.9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So let's keep doing the good stuff. Let's keep pursuing Jesus Christ. Let's keep partnering with the Holy Spirit uh, to work on our lives to become more like Christ. Even if we don't see results right away, even if we don't know exactly what God has for us in our lives, let's not become weary in doing the stuff that we know God has called us to do and designed us to do. Because that's going to give us life. And then at the proper time, we're going to reap a harvest. At the proper time, God is going to reveal why some of these things happen. Why some of these things we've been called to have been so important in our lives. So walking in the Spirit means that we learn to be patient regarding God's big story, the, the upper story that we don't get to see all the parts of. Um, God's always working. He's always active. He's always doing things in the world and around us. And we just don't have the capacity to know all of that. And we never will until we have eternity with Christ. But, but walking in the Spirit means we learn to be patient regarding all of these things that we don't know. We, we are patient about God's plans for our lives, about our dreams, about God's kingdom becoming a reality in our lives and in the lives of our loved ones. So how do we become more patient then? How do we bear this fruit of the Spirit? Um, so there's three, three things. Uh, sometimes I think God can give us patience supernaturally. Uh, the Holy Spirit is powerful. And if God fills us with the Holy Spirit for a purpose, uh, uh, with a gift, whatever it is, Sometimes we can totally not be patient and God can give us that. I believe that's possible. He loves us. And often, if we ask, we receive. So we can supernaturally be patient. If you're in a difficult time or if you know anger is exactly what you want to lash out with, for whatever the situation is, maybe it's not anger, maybe it's something else, I believe God can supernaturally give you that peace, that patience. But I think more often the second thing is we grow through practice. Uh, I think it's the movie Bruce Almighty, uh, the Morgan Freeman character who's, who's playing God. He says, if you pray for patience, does God just make you patient or does he give you opportunities to be patient? I think God can make you patient occasionally, but I think God wants us to be disciplined and grow so that our patience becomes who we are and not just something that we're relying on. Um, I I think we can learn to walk in the Spirit in a way that that patience becomes one of those fruits that we can consistently bear. And every day we have these opportunities to be patient, right? So let's be aware of those times and let's ask the Holy Spirit to guide us through those times. So that's the second thing. Supernatural patience, we grow through practice. And then the final thing, um, which I'm passionate about, I think we become more patient when we tackle everything in and through prayer, Prayer has a way of reorienting our lives to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit um, to give us perspective on what's really important, to give us perspective where life comes from, where all of these good gifts that we pursue as followers of Jesus come from. So if we stop and pray first when we have challenges in lives, when we have things we just don't know, uh, indecision, and then we act, as opposed to prayer just being a footnote, asking God to bless what we've already decided to do, um, I think we can grow in patience that way too. So that's what I want to end with here. Um, we're going to do that right now. We're going to practice what I'm preaching. We're going to pray for patience as a, as a church. Um, we're going to pray that God would fill us with supernatural patience when we need it. We're going to pray that we would have the mindfulness uh, of what God is doing in and around us so that when we have opportunities to practice being patient, that we would, that that's what we would choose. And then we're going to pray that the Spirit would lead us into prayer in all areas of our lives. So let's pray together. So, Lord, you are a Father who gives really good gifts to your kids. <clears throat> and as your children, we, we look forward to those gifts. We anticipate them. We know that you are faithful on your promises. We know that you want us to experience true life in Jesus Christ. So Lord, for this fruit of the Spirit we're talking about, for this patience, we know that it comes from you. It comes from your work in us. And Lord, we want to have hearts and minds that are less reactive and are more in tune to how you are leading us, Lord. So we pray, God, uh, that when circumstances in our lives arise, whether um, whether it's strong emotions, um, whether it's those sinful desires we talked about earlier, whether it's unknown things in our future that are kind of hanging a cloud over us, um, or maybe it's some really good dreams and, and passions that we have that we don't see an outlet for in our lives, Lord, um, rather than us, rather than us. Um, Being hasty, Lord, we pray that you would fill us with with your patience by the power of your Holy Spirit when those instances come. And if that's anyone tonight, Lord, I pray that they would be filled with your Holy Spirit and that they would experience patience in communion with the Holy Spirit. And Lord, as we go through our daily lives and we have opportunities to be patient, um, Lord, I pray that you would uh, bring those to mind, that we would remember that this is a fruit. Uh, that you desire to grow in us. Um, and Lord, that uh, that growth can come quicker when we cooperate with what the gardener is doing. Lord, so we, um, we say we want to cooperate with your Holy Spirit growing fruit in us and this fruit of patience, Lord. So in the coming weeks, in the coming days, in the coming hours, Lord, help us to be patient. Help us to breathe. Help us um, to really put our faith back in you when, when, when we're tempted um, to go be hasty and fix something ourselves that you are going to fix in the long run, Lord. So Lord, I pray that you would give us that mindfulness by your Holy Spirit. And, and finally, Lord, I pray that you would, um, you would grow the desire for prayer in our hearts as a congregation and as individuals, that there would be nothing in our lives uh, that we are not taking to you in prayer. Whatever our hopes and dreams are, Lord, um, I pray that we would take those to you in prayer. Whatever our uncertainties are, that we would take those to you in prayer. Wherever we're lacking these fruits that we're talking about, that your Spirit brings, I pray that we would surrender that to you in prayer, Lord, and ask for your life in those areas. Wherever we're struggling with temptation and sin, Lord, I pray that you would lead us uh, back to your cross in prayer that we would experience the grace and the forgiveness as we repent and turn towards new life in you. Lord, we trust that you hear us. We thank you for being a God who loves us, who intercedes on our behalf, who has called us his own. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.